Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters, and uh, everyone who tune in to this message. We have been talking about our spirit can be defiled by people who have bitter roots inside. Maybe relational problem, maybe because they wanted something, they couldn't get it. So they see someone as hindering them, and so they attack the person and uh, wanting to cause division to come. So this is not a small matter because we are not dealing with flesh and blood. When these kind of things happen, Satan has opportunity to come in because of the bitterness and want to bring about damage and division to the church in relationship. And we understand that we are dealing not with low-ranking little demons, but we're dealing with principalities, powers, you know, spirit that controls a region, and spirit wickedness. So it is no laughing matter. And we got to look at this matter seriously. But it can be so, well, it can be such a small thing. We think it's a small thing. But we better look uh, into the scripture, allow the scripture to open our eyes to see the schemes of the evil one. You allow little things, they, we, we allow little things to come in. We give Satan a foothold, you know, eventually the things will spread, things will bring about damage. It affects a few people, and then uh, it, it affects the church. That's what Satan's want. Okay, so tonight we want to talk about how can we protect our spirit, our own spirit from being defiled. How can we protect the church from being destroyed because of the working of this demon spirit in these people? And remember, these are people we know. These are people we love. These are people who serve with us. And they, they can even be, like in the Corinthian church, apostles, super apostles. And that's why it's not easy to deal, because we understand this warfare, you've got to deal with the pe person. It's not just praying. We've got to deal with the person. It's a wrestling match. So how can we protect our spirit? How can we protect the church from being damaged. Let's look at Romans 16. Romans 16, let's start reading from verse 17. It says here, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience. So I rejoice because of you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. So, when these people were to come and through their words, through their action, they are causing division, they are attacking the pastor, the preacher, the word that has been taught. They are putting a stumbling block for, for you to, to follow the teaching. Instead of being enthusiastic about the teaching, you know, what they say sort of somehow, you know, put, put a hindrance for you to, to want to obey the word of God. Whatever they are saying, you know, it brings about division. It brings about a defilement of our spirit. His, how do we deal with them? The Bible starts by saying, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause division. I urge you. It's no small matter. You do not be so foolish and so ignorant. You've got to be alert. I urge you. You've got to be careful because we're not dealing with flesh and blood. Remember, it may be a small matter, but behind it, Satan is there using Christians. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause division. In our words, don't let them do what they want, say what they want. Don't be ignorant about what they are doing. Watch out. Watch out. And uh, so they put obstacles in your ways that are contrary to a teaching. And then, uh, what do they do? They, they Through their words, hey, they are ever so nice. They are ever so nice people. Smooth talk and flattery. Wow. You know, I have people who speak so nice to me but in their heart they resent what they had to tell me you know to report to me about certain ministry which I don't even want to oh but they are ever so nice smooth talk and flattery they deceive the minds of naive people Naive people are people who lack experience, lack wisdom, and lack judgment. So they are in a way ignorant, innocent, but if they're not careful, they will be deceived, they will be defiled, they will participate in someone else's sin if we are not careful. And because the Bible tells us that if you mixed with certain type of people, you become like that. And the reason is because demon spirit of deception are working through them. Remember we talked about it in the church in Corinth. Some of the most ridiculous attack against Paul. A normal, sound-minded person will just cast it away and spit it out in disgust. But yet, almost the whole church was turned away because of what these people are saying. 
Remember, they were saying this apostle is so cheap. When he served here, he never charged you anything. He was never a burden to you. Or what? So cheap, you want to follow him? Where got value when it's so cheap, right? And these people, they question Paul's qualification, the greatest apostle. The one who was caught up into third heaven. His calling, his conversion was so miraculous. His ministry is proven. Churches are being established and, well, the greatest apostle that ever exists until today. Who knows the word of God? Written so many of the Bible. And they question his qualification. They say, well, this guy doesn't talk well. You know, this guy was so timid. Who does he think he is? Can you see? If we know, we have common sense, we know this Paul, you're talking about Paul. You're not talking about someone else, you're talking about Paul. You see, we would just dismiss it. But you know, when they keep talking, demon spirit is working, the deception coming, the whole church almost turn against Paul. They do not follow me anymore. They follow what? Those super apostles, those so-called super apostles. So the people we are dealing with could be people serving in church. People we know. And I guess they could be the one that Paul appointed before he left on his mission of planting churches. The leader he appointed, it could be. So they could be ever so nice. But when demons come in, I've met these people. Wow, they are so sweet. They are so nice. But when bitterness set in, when demons start to use them, my goodness, you have a shock of your life. You never thought they are like this. Why? Because demon spirits are working. And we better be, not be naive and say, you know, we cannot... We cannot uh, deal with them like this because we are so close to them. Oh, they're so nice people. Yes, very nice people. But when demons come in, when demons is using them, you will see the ugliness because of demon spirit. Okay, so uh, through smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. You know, when they talk about church, you don't know how church is being run. When they talk about the preaching, you don't know how preaching come about. They talk about ministry. Do you know about ministry? You see, they don't go to people who are of that level. You know, they don't go to the pastor. They don't go to the leaders of the church and talk. They go to people who, who are not so okay, or well, not so good, people who are naive. Well, some leaders could be naive too. And uh, so they allow them to talk, and they use human love. A lot of people, they, they don't know what the scripture teaches. They, they only have, they are good people, good heart. Even though they know something is not right, oh, they, 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 they use human love, human ways. 
you know, thinking to change them. Right? You know, when we do that, we destroy them. We encourage them to, to go about their ways. We allow Satan to continue to work in the church. And that's why the Word of God says, I urge you, watch out, watch out. Because you're not fighting against flesh and blood. Not these nice people, but the demon spirit behind it. Because they have allowed demons to come in. So, the Bible says, what do you do with them? Keep away from them. Keep away from them. You're talking about people we love. You're talking about people who, who seems to be, who love God, who talks about the ministry. Yes, keep away from them. This is what the Bible teaches. So, whether you want to obey or you don't want to obey, because this is the word of God. Right? But, but these are people we love. These are people who are so close to us. Yes, keep away from them. This is what the Bible says. So we do not use human wisdom. Can you see the Corinthian church? Paul wrote that strong letter. Paul instruct them, you deal with this person. You punish this person. They were obedient. Majority of them, not everyone. Majority were obedient. What is the result? The result is this person begins to realize that he is sinning. And this person repented. The purpose of love, not human love, God's love, God's perfect love, God's complete love. When we begin to function in that, it brings about repentance, it brings about restoration. That's real love. But when you use human sentiment, or oh, these people who are close to me, hey, they can be your family member. What can I do if... Well... You know, I hear people say, because this is my family member, I have to choose them. Is this what the Bible tells you? Is that the right thing? We better not use human love. We better use God's love. God's love can be tough. But God's love will always want to bring about repentance and restoration. And you have it in Corinth. The person repented. And Paul says, now love him. Now, you know, restore him. Now, take him in. You see, so we, we mustn't, depends on human method to, to deal with things. Look at uh, Titus. Titus 3, verse 10 to 11. Titus 3, 10 to 11. Warn a divisive person once and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. You may be sure that such persons are wrapped and sinful. They are self-condemned. Wow. That's tough, isn't it? When they come to you, they're trying their tricks or tell, telling you that their stories, always victim, always so pitiful, smooth talk, ever so nice. 
But if they are divisive, warn them to stop. If they come back again, warn them a second time after that have nothing to do with them. In other words, you cut off relationship with them. So you say, well, these are my family members. I cannot do that. Yes, you cannot do that. But what can you do? You can tell them, if you have problems with the pastor, go to the pastor. If you have a problem with the church, go to the leaders, the committee, uh, uh, those you know as leaders of the church, and talk to them. But from now on, I want you to shut up. I don't want you to talk about this thing anymore. We just talk about our family. We just talk about our car relationship, our cats and dogs. But don't you ever talk about this thing. Because I don't know how to deal with them. I'm not the pastor. I don't know how to pastor a church. You're talking about the word of God. I don't even understand half the preaching because my standard is so low. So I, I cannot talk about the word. You, you can talk to the right person. But we'll talk about whether cats and dogs, our family, you and I, but don't talk about that. That's what we need to do. We do not want to allow that demon spirit to work in our home. Yes, it's tough. It's tough. But when you use human love, remember, you will destroy the person that you love. You know, we justify. Oh, we try to explain away, yeah, you know, this thing, well, yeah, but it brings about good, maybe. But not your good. Not the good of the one you love. Because they are allowing demons to use them. Okay, so the Bible says, verse 11, in Titus 3, 11, the next verse, he said, you may be sure that such people are wrapped and sinful. They are self-condemned. Well, you don't know exactly what's happening, the, 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 the problem or the situation. You don't know. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know because some of the things you, you, can, you can never know, you can never understand. Right? If you've never been a pastor, how would you know how to run the church? So you wouldn't understand. But you don't need to know. You can tell from the divisiveness of this person, the spirit of this person, the way they talk. You can tell they are wrapped in sin. They are sinful. That's what you need to know. I don't know exactly what it is, but what you do is wrong. It's sinful. And what the Bible is saying, there are certain things sinful inside. Stubbornness, you know, they, they, they are so strong in their own way inside. They sin inside. You don't know what it is. But from their action, from the ways, their ways, you know. You, can, you may be sure that's what the Bible says. So that's why we can tell them. Well, I don't know what it is. I don't know why you're not happy. I don't know why, the, you know. And I don't want to know. Because I don't know. Okay? But I know for sure. Sin has come in. 
That's why your attitude is bad. That's why you talk bad against the leader. That's why you're trying to divide. No, I'm not going to stand for that. Don't do that again. Okay, the Bible tells us, what are they doing? Go back to Romans 16, verse 18. He said, uh, verse 17 ends with, keep away from them. Verse 18 says, For such people are not serving our Lord Jesus, but their own appetite. So, the word of God is clear. They maybe talk about the church, they maybe talk about the ministry, they maybe pretend that they so love God and care for the church or care for you know, the kingdom of God. But the Bible says, such people are not serving our Lord Jesus Christ but their own appetite. There is a need inside, a fleshly need, not spiritual, fleshly need, appetite. And they are doing all these things to meet the needs inside, a fleshly need. They are meeting it in the wrong way. So you know when it's a fleshly appetite, you know, it leads to death. You know, when, when it's a spiritual need, we go to God. Our needs of significance, worth and values and so on, is a spiritual need. Only God can meet that need. So we don't use this physical, this problem, this uh, ministry and things like that to, to, to meet our needs. No, we go to God. But these people, they have a fleshly appetite. They want to serve themselves. They want to satisfy their own needs. Using ministry, using God, using the church and allowing Satan to use them to bring division to serve their own purpose. That is how severe the sin is. That's how serious the problem is. And so that's why the word teaches us the way to deal with them is so firm and direct. Keep away from them. Have nothing to do with them. So I hope we obey. And when we obey, what is the outcome? Verse 19 of Romans 16. Everyone has heard about your obedience. Well, this Roman church, they obey the word of God. So I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. Be wise about what is good. So if someone were to come to you and tell you a good story, good testimony, what God has done, something that is good, the Bible tells us to think of such thing. Ask a bit more if you do not know the details. Because all these things will help you to build up your life and build up your faith. And it will help you to be able to share this good news to others and help to build up other people and build up the church and bring glory and honor to God. 
But if somebody were to come to you with this kind of divisive uh, so-called reasoning and information, he said, be ignorant about what is evil. Okay? So, uh, let me look at it here. Yeah, be innocent about what is evil. In other words, Keep yourself away. Don't want to know about it. Be innocent about what is evil. You know, but the trouble with us is a lot of people, we are curious about, especially when it's secret, when it's bad things. Oh, is it? Is it true? Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, you know, yes, yes. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's true, you know. Oh, I I also have that kind of... You see... We have, Satan is using our curiosity to destroy us. If knew, Adam and Eve, if knew, he shouldn't be talking to Satan, that creepy, slimy creature. But yet, Satan has something that she doesn't know. And that Serpent, that slimy creature, that demons told Eve, you didn't know that, right? You know, it's not true. When you eat of that fruits of knowledge and good and uh, of evil, you wouldn't die. You didn't know that, right? Huh? Really? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh, is it? Well, God didn't want me to have it. This is so good, he doesn't want me to have it. How can it? This sin come in. Sin come in. Because of curiosity. We know we should keep away from that slimy, you know, creepy creature called Satan. But curiosity. Oh, you know. You know, so we, we begin to listen and the spirit of deception come in and deceive us. And we believe. Not because our mind is sound, but because of that demon spirit that is working. And so we are defiled, we are deceived, and as a result, sin come in, destruction come in. But when we are obedient, what happened? Look at the next part. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. You know, In this context, can you see, right from the beginning, the Word of of God is telling us demons, Satan is already working. Satan is causing confusion now. Striving happen. There's no peace now. You know, if you allow these people to to continue to to talk and spread those... uh, uh, what they want to, their accusation and dissatisfaction. Satan is there. He didn't say, oh, demons are there. Little demons are there. He says, Satan. Satan is working. I told you, we're dealing with high-ranking spirit. And here is a direct confrontation of Satan. So can you see how severe that problem is? He's a God of peace. You see, when God works, 
it brings peace. When demons come, it brings strife and division and confusion and, and well, all kinds of evil things. The God of peace will soon crash. He didn't say immediately. When you obey, when you do it, it won't happen immediately. Will soon crush Satan under your feet. He didn't say the person is going to repent. When you do that, the person will come back. You know, the church will be restored. No. You crush Satan under your feet. You destroy what Satan intends to do. Satan wants to bring division. Satan wants to bring defilement and, and destruction. But you crush him. You stop him. You destroy his plan and purpose. Whether that person will repent and come back to God and come back to the church, well, that's a different matter. The person needs to, to respond personally. Thank God in the case in Ephesians, the person repented. The person humbled himself, acknowledged his wrong, but there are people who refuse. They're so stubborn, they're so hard. It's all about themselves. They wouldn't. These people will, will be gone. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. You have given them a better chance of repentance. You have spoken the message of God firmly through your action by dissociating with them. And if they respond, then thank God, they will be saved. But if not, we destroy what Satan wants to do in our church. The defilement he wants to bring among Christians. So that's why the importance of obedience. I know it's tough. I know it's hard. I know humanly speaking, we say, oh, these are people we love. We cannot do it. I know that. But that's why he say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. We need the grace of God. We need the wisdom of God. We need the spirit of God inside. And that's why we've got to have the Holy Spirit. Not human spirit. That mess things up. But we've got to have the Holy Spirit and do what God says and pray. Hopefully, there'll be good results. If not, Satan's work. Satan is crushed under our feet. Hallelujah. So let's, let's let our eyes be open to his schemes and his work so that we will not be enslaved by his schemes and we'll bring glory and honor to our God. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the revelation of your words. And we pray that every one of us will know how to listen to your voice. And the voice of our own flesh and emotion and the demons, demonic voice will be silenced because of your word, your, the clarity of your word. We choose to obey you. We choose to put you above all other relationships so that you, we would not be defiled, so that your church will be protected and not be divided. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Bless every hearer. May we hear the voice of God and the voice of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll come back again next week. Amen.